God's word is a fire in my bones and I cannot keep it in. We are not building an institution or a program. We are building the kingdom of God. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Oh, welcome in to Do Not Keep Silent. My name is Jason Azurek, your host. We're going to be taking a look at Ecclesiastes tonight. Katie Erickson's my guest. How are you doing over there? Doing good. How are you, Jason? I'm doing awesome, friends. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at donotkeepsilent.com. Yeah, don't be a push over. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Again, you can find us online at donotkeepsilent.com. That's donotkeepsilent.com. You can also find our parent ministry at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. Got a brand new resource there available for you in paperback and Kindle. It's called The Teacher, a study guide through Ecclesiastes written by my guest tonight, Katie Erickson. She's a blogger, author, and speaker for the ministry. She releases a blog post every Monday morning. You can go find that there. would love for you to... Well, become a regular reader of the blog. Why not? Of course. Absolutely. Pretty awesome. Not that's just right. me. We've got other writers on there, that's too. That's right. And that, that's and it makes it interesting. It does, especially because <laughs> we all come from different perspectives and write on different topics generally. So Absolutely. It makes it fun. That's right. So again, worldviewwarriors.org. You can click the blog tab there. It'll take you to the blog. And tonight, God is our focus. We're going to dig into Ecclesiastes 5, 13 through 20 tonight. Yes, we are. And, well, just thought that would be a good thing to discuss because we always hear about Ecclesiastes about it's so meaningless. Life is meaningless. Well, depends on your view, right? Exactly. Yes. Not necessarily so, as meaningless as you may think from uh, the many times that's repeated in the book. <laughs> so we'll get to that, though. And again, this is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep com. So, Katie, take it away. All right, Ecclesiastes 5. We're looking at verses 13 through 20 this time. So to start out, I'm just going to read them for you. So Ecclesiastes 5, starting in verse 13, says, I have seen a grievous evil under the sun, wealth hoarded to the harm of its owners, or wealth lost through some misfortune, so that when they have children, there is nothing left for them to inherit. Everyone comes naked from their mother's womb, and as everyone comes, so they depart. They take nothing from their toil that they can carry in their hands. This, too, is a grievous evil. As everyone comes, so they depart. And what do they gain, since they toil for the wind? All their days they eat in darkness with great frustration, affliction, and anger. This is what I have observed to be good, that it is appropriate for a person to eat, to drink, and to find satisfaction in their toilsome labor under the sun during the few days of life God has given them, for this is their lot. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. They seldom reflect on the days of their life because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. You know what I like about this? It, this is one of the more positive things that I've heard in Ecclesiastes. I mean, it is. If you're, if you're just hearing it for the first time, you know, the listener might be going, well, that didn't sound too negative or too well, discouraging. Well, I mean, it does talk about, you know, you can't take it with you and right. grievous evil. I mean, there, there was some negative, but it ended on a little bit of a more positive note but, in this passage. But again, what I like is this is a gift from God. And it ends with saying, 
I love this because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. And so, friends, again, we here at Do Not Keep Silent at Worldview Warriors, this is about what is your worldview? It really comes down to that. Are, are you basing your fundamental beliefs, your foundational beliefs on the Bible or on ideas of human beings? That's really what it comes down to. Now, if you're basing them off the ideas of human beings, well, you probably heard nothing but negative there. Toilsome, hard, anger. What else did it? Affliction, frustration. Grievous evil. Yes. Okay. <laughs> But if you have a biblical worldview, you heard about gifts from God and how he helps you to keep your heart full of gladness, joyful. But that's up to you to decide. So let's dig into this more, Katie, and hopefully people will, well, I don't want to say the way we see it, but the way God sees it, hopefully they choose him. Let's hope so. It's not us. Exactly. Yeah. So in this passage... The teacher first goes on this short rant about the first grievous evil he sees regarding money in verses 13 through 15. And this has two parts, actually. So you have either a person hoarding wealth or a person losing wealth because of a great misfortune. Both of these situations can cause harm to people. If a person hoards wealth, he'll become very greedy and never be satisfied. If a person loses great wealth... He or she will also be dissatisfied, and it may cause great difficulty in life for that person or his or her children. If the father has wasted his life being completely driven toward accumulating wealth, and the son expected to receive all that wealth, when something happens and wealth is lost, both are greatly disappointed. As the teacher says, we come into this world with nothing, and we will leave it with nothing. Therefore, What's the point of amassing so much more than we really need? We don't earn anything from our work that we can take with us into the next world. This, this world measures success by a different standard than God does. The teacher shares that this is another grievous evil in verses 16 and 17 of Ecclesiastes 5. In the context of eternity, our labor in this world really doesn't amount to anything substantial. Yes, our jobs help the economy function. They help the world go round. But what purpose do they have for all eternity? When our focus is on the things of this earth, it's like we're living in darkness and frustration all of our days. You know, and I, I want to pause there because I, I want to be really clear. I want us to help you know for sure. We're not saying don't work. <laughs> We're not saying just sit around and be a bump on a log. That That's not what this is saying at all. It's saying, and by the way, work is a good thing. It was going on in the Garden of Eden. So we know work is actually a good thing because, well, all was very good after God made everything in the garden. So we know that work is good because Adam worked in the garden. And the teacher even says that in oh, this does. passage. He says, this is, this is what I have observed to be good, that it is appropriate for a person to eat, to drink, and to find satisfaction in their toilsome labor. So there you go. Find satisfaction in your work. It is a good thing to work. Absolutely. Now, when all you do is strive for money through your work, now, that is a whole different mindset. And friends, I want to share with you something that happened to me 
that really helped me to think through this. And I, I didn't even realize how important it would be in my life, to be quite honest with you, until, I don't want to say right now, but near, near this, this point in time of my life. When I was a younger man in my 30s, and we were starting Worldview Warriors. Can you believe it's been that long? Oh, my gosh. I just I okay. was just doing the math of like, wait, you were in your 30s when you started yes. Worldview Warriors? Okay. <laughs> so we started Worldview Warriors back in 2007. Actually, 2006. And I went full-time with the ministry in 2007. And I would meet with people that I at least saw as successful in the world, um, successful in the kingdom of God, people that I was like, I... Before we really start this, I need to get some good counsel with people I trust because I have no idea what I'm doing. Which is smart. Which is smart. It's and it, it's the same thing today. I don't have any idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Maybe slightly uh, more than you did back in 2007. Just 07. a smidge. <laughs> um, but I had one of these gentlemen, again, who in the world's eyes, just to be very upfront, he's very successful. Very successful. And he shared with me, he's like, I, I want to share with you that you need to make sure that God is calling you to do this. And I'm like, well, why? And he goes, because you're a lot like me. I go, what does that mean? He goes, you're going to put yourself into this so much that I'm concerned that you are going to not see your children grow up. He goes, you're going to put so much time and effort into this. And when they're ready to move out of the house, I'm worried that you're going to go, I miss their childhood. He goes, this is what he told me. He goes, so, I am counseling you, don't do this. And I was like, but God's called me to do this. He goes, if God's calling you to do this, then do it. But he goes, make sure you spend time with your children. Because he goes, the time is over before you know it. And this is what he told me. He said, I wish I could go back and change it. Because I spent so much time on this that I missed some of my child's, my children's childhood. And I don't want to say he said he regret, regretted it or anything like that, but he, he knew he would have liked to seen that happen. You know? Mm-hmm. I, and so I was like, okay. So with that said, friends, yes, we need to work and work hard, but not at the cost of our families. Not at the cost of not seeing our children grow up. Not at the cost of, you know, uh, your, your marriage completely falls apart. It's just not worth it. We need to stay focused in on Christ and do what he wants. And I, I'm not trying to preach at you friends of you better do it this way. Or not. I'm just letting you know, for me, it is worth it. I'm not a rich man in the world's eyes. And you know what? I don't care. I don't care. Why don't I care? Well, my children still talk to me. My wife still talks to me. And we get along really well. And I have four children that are graduated from school, high school, two that are still in high school, and all of them still talk to us. And we have a great relationship. And that's great. And I bring that up, friends, because this is what really life is about. It's about relationship. And I think, I, I may be wrong, but I think this is partly what the teacher is trying to tell us. Yeah. Exactly. Don't I mean, just chase fleeting things. Right. Like like the work that we do. Yes, it's meaningful and it has its purpose, but that is not the point of life. Right. And that is exactly what the teacher is saying. Well, praise God for that. Again, you can find us at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. Friends, as we continue on, I want to share with you a fast cast here because, well, Katie's going to like it a lot. 
Oh, good. Yeah. So <laughs> this is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. And don't worry, Katie, we're going to come back and continue talking about the book of Ecclesiastes. Is that all right? Very good. Sounds good. This is the Worldview Warriors Fast Cast, your daily spiritual energy drink, with your host, Jason DeZurich. It seems many people these days just want change for change's sake. But something a lot of people who think like that don't seem to realize is that if you get rid of something, something else is going to take its place, even if you don't like it. So be careful what you wish for. Unfortunately, we see many people wanting to come up with, well, new and fresh ideas that really aren't that new and fresh at all. Many times they're just recycled thought put into a different or palatable package in order to make us think that it's something new and fresh. But it is not, because there's nothing new under the sun. Friends, Ecclesiastes 1.9 warns us of this way of thinking. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. It's found in Ecclesiastes 1.9. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. Yeah, go find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. And with that fast cast being played, Katie, we've got a brand new resource available at Worldview Warriors, worldviewwarriors.org. And it's available in paperback and Kindle. And what is it? It is called The Teacher, A Study Guide Through Ecclesiastes. And it is exactly what it sounds like. It is a book that walks you through the biblical book of Ecclesiastes, looking at what the teacher, which is likely King Solomon, was saying to the people in his day and what we can learn from that today. And there is a good amount we can learn for today, right? Oh, gosh, yes. In every passage of Ecclesiastes, we can learn things for today as well. And it's not just a depressing book. It is very much not a depressing book. (laughs) If you see it through the perspective of it's God who gives the meaning to our lives, not the things of this world. Absolutely. Again, friends, The Teacher, A Study Guide Through Ecclesiastes, written by Katie Erickson. You can find it at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org, available in paperback and Kindle. It's available right now. would love for you to get your copy. And you can find us also at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent dot com as well and katie let's just continue on as we we're in ecclesiastes 5 right now right yes we are yep we've been looking at ecclesiastes 5 uh, starting in verse 13 and so now we're up to verses 18 and 19 where the teacher does share with the reader some good news as opposed to some of the stuff that sounds a little more (laughs) yeah sounds a little more depressing (laughs) but now we have some good news and that is that we should find satisfaction in the work we do Because it is what God has given us. When God does give us an abundance of possessions, we should enjoy them because they are a great gift from God. Work is not all meaningless, but it gives purpose to our days. Money and material things are not all evil, and they should bring us enjoyment as long as we're not being greedy and selfish regarding them. If our hope is in God, then work and possessions are good things for us to enjoy. We should strive to find meaningful work that both gives meaning to our own lives and brings hope to others. If the tasks of our jobs don't do this, then our attitudes should do so. Our attitudes should glorify God no matter what the actual work is that we are doing. So the summary of this section of Ecclesiastes comes in verse 20 where it says, They seldom reflect on the days of their life, 
because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. So we should not be depressed about the past or worry about what is to come when our joy and trust are in God. When God is our focus, nothing else will be of high importance but to serve him in whatever way he calls us to. So in Ecclesiastes here, the teacher has been talking about money and employment and material things and all of that. So how do you view these things and how, do the, you, how does your view line up with what the teacher is telling us? Are you focused on trusting in God for all things? Or are you worrying about the things of this world that are really meaningless in the scope of eternity? And, and with that, friends, I just want to encourage you to, again, really take a good look in the mirror, if you will. Your relationship with God is an individual one. Are you worrying about things that are truly meaningless? Do you lose sleep over things that you're like, well, we need to be doing this instead of this? Or are you focused in on things of the world so much that you're like, well, I want to have that, that new thing like my neighbor got, and if you will, keeping up with the Joneses? Friends, and don't take offense to this. Who cares? Who cares if you're keeping up with your neighbor and the Joneses? If God wants you to live in a different way, do it. Live in the way he's calling you to live. We get so caught up in trying to be like others and to keep up with, well, they've got the new car over there and they've got the new house and, oh my gosh, they're, they're buying the beef that's just super expensive. Who cares? Who cares if you're eating hot dogs? Friends, it doesn't matter. Why do I say it like that? Because, friends, what matters in this world? What truly matters? According to Ecclesiastes, relationship, at least from what I can tell. Not just relationship with others, but relationship with God. Again, the teacher, written by Katie Erickson, a study guide through Ecclesiastes, Again, friends, who is the teacher? What wisdom can we learn from the teacher? I, I, friends, when Katie told me she was going to be writing this book, I, I didn't do cartwheels because I'm too old to do that now. <laughs> Although I would have liked to see you do a cartwheel. Yeah, that, that would have. Apparently, I need to come up with a book topic that will make you do cartwheels. Just so you know, that would have been super entertaining, <laughs> and I probably would have hurt myself. Probably. <laughs> but I want you to know, in my mind, I definitely was excited because, again, as a young man, for me. I, I hated this book. I, I, I literally, I, I was like, I'm not reading that again because it was depressing for me. Because I'm like, what is the point then? It's all meaningless. Who cares? Well, in the world, it is all meaningless. In the kingdom of God, it is not meaningless. Friends, is everything under the sun truly meaningless? Again, friends, this resource is going to help answer these questions. The book of Ecclesiastes may be known for being depressing and meaningless, but friends, I encourage you to take a journey through this book with Katie Erickson. Friends, she, she wrote it and it was released in November, really recently. Yeah, November exciting. 14th. And friends, you can find out for yourself what it really contains. I encourage you to do that. Be encouraged to find meaning in your own life through the wisdom of the teacher. Yeah, probably King Solomon. Very we likely. don't know for sure, though, right? Yeah. I mean, King Solomon is definitely the best guess, I guess you could say, that scholars have. 
Um, because honestly, it does when it starts out. It says the words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem. Oh. There's not many people who would fit that description, really. And just based on the story we know of King Solomon, mm-hmm. where, you know, God says, ask me for anything. And King Solomon says, I want wisdom. <laughs> so we put all, th- all those things together. And that's it's pretty likely that it was actually authored by King Solomon. Right. It, it's definitely probable. Yes. And if I mean, it, it's for sure possible, <laughs> but oh, yeah. more than likely, I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean, there's some scholars who believe that Solomon was not the author simply because of the the language of the book. Um, you know, but all language changes over time, and they believe that the Hebrew of this book is not from the same era as Solomon, but rather much later. And there are a few passages that some say would not have been written by King Solomon. But overall, the authorship of Solomon cannot be conclusively ruled out and really is is pretty likely. There's not much of a strong case, I don't think, for that, especially when, again, verse one says, you know, the words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, in the book of Ecclesiastes, I mean, what, what kind of things does it talk about again? Well, all different things of how how meaningless they are. You know, nature is meaningless. Wisdom is meaningless. Pleasure is meaningless. Talks about a contrast between wisdom and foolishness. You know, seeking purpose, ambition and power. You know, money being meaningless. Karma being meaningless. Yeah. And there's even a bunch of proverbs in here as well. There's a few sections in the book of Ecclesiastes where it's written pretty much like the book of Proverbs in that style of like little nuggets of wisdom that are just kind of like Mm -hmm. a one sentence thought. Moving on. Next thought. Yeah. (laughs) You know, without a lot of narrative around it. But then it even talks about, you know, towards the end of the book, which, again, scholars believe was written towards the end of King Solomon's life. He talks about the frustrations of old age. And, you know, about how we need to share the wisdom that we have learned with others. You know, what we have learned in our lives so that hopefully people listen and don't make the same mistakes that we did in our mm. lives. Like King Solomon, for example. You know, he talks about he, how he, wasn't he was perfect. No, that's for sure. <laughs> and he talks about how he was, you know, chasing after all these different things and then kept finding them meaningless. And, you know, until really he gets to the end and then realizes, you know, all the stuff of this world really is meaningless. And it's just God who gives this life meaning. Mm. And that's really what it's all about. He finally realizes that, you know, in his old age. And then he writes this nice book for us so that we can hopefully learn that when slightly younger than King Solomon was at that point. Right. Oh, absolutely. And friends, again, the ministry of Worldview Warriors is about equipping and encouraging students we, we try to focus in on 14 to 24-year-old students, but at the same time, parents, grandparents, yes, we're looking at you. And this would be a great resource for you to get and maybe sink into your own child, sink into your own grandchild. Really go through it. It's a great study book. And again, you can find it at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. And Katie, if you don't mind as well, so people know that we're not just saying, oh, it's a great study book, whatever. You have another resource about the disciples. I do. And so in, in that that book, I mean, you know, I mean, tell, tell us what you know that book's being used for, right? Well, so it's first of all, it's called Following the Twelve, and it's a 30-day discipleship devotional. 
and I had somebody I know contact me. Um, he had read through the book, and he also was watching the TV. So it's not a robot? No. Okay. This is a real person. A real person. Yes, yes. yes. I, I've met this person. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So he says it's important. It, it is. Yes. He said that this devotional is the perfect companion when watching the TV series The Chosen. It gives deeper insight into each of the disciples along mm. with reflective questions to help you know and follow Jesus more closely. That's really cool. So that's one way it's being used. And another friend of mine is actually starting a Bible study on this book, Following the Twelve, at her church. And so they've got a handful of people who are going to be walking through this book together and just learning about each one of Jesus's disciples and then how each one of those disciples can show us how to be better disciples of Jesus in our own lives. That's totally awesome. So, again, friends, we have other resources that are available there at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. Again, thanks so much for tuning into the program. As we get out of here, just wanted to share with you one one last fast cast as we get out of here. Again, this is Do Not Keep Silent. You can find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. This is the Worldview Warriors Fast Cast, your daily spiritual energy drink, with your host, Jason DeZurich. Friends, I think we need to take some time and answer a question that all of us need to ask ourselves. What can we agree on in society? Can we agree that it's time to get to know our neighbor and even some of our friends on social media better? Instead of demonizing each other, we need to let people start really having productive conversations because it's difficult to make someone a monster when you know them and they know you. Friends, truth will set you free. It can set us all free. To dig into this idea more, go find our blog post titled, United We Stand, Divided We Fall. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. To do not keep silent, find us online at do not keep silent.com and don't be a pushover. We'll see you next time. Be made new in Jesus Christ. I won't play your games. Just let me be. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. Do not keep silent.